When does it make sense to buy miles and points, whether directly from the airlines, hotels, or banks, or from a mileage broker like Jason? Today, Jason and I talk about both the frameworks for deciding when to buy miles and points, as well as specific instances where it could make a lot of sense to do so. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you have any questions or things that come up on your mind during this, feel free to reach out at zach at easypoint.me. Hey, Jason, how are you doing today? It's good. Very well, Zach. How have you been? Been good. was thinking a little bit about our last episode and, you know, when we spend miles and points and got me thinking we should talk a little bit more about the option that a lot of people have to buy miles and points, uh, or really, I guess, just miles and hotel points, not so much the transferable point currencies, directly from the airlines and the hotels. When, when does this make sense, and are there other options, and how, how, should, uh, how should our audience think about this? Sure. That's a very, very valid and very important, relevant question. So um, you, you, you uh, started off by saying that the, that the transferable, transferable point currencies, so many airlines you could buy points from. There's many that come to mind. I'll talk about a few, but it certainly makes sense to buy points if you are just short, just shy of the miles you need, whether it's American miles, United, British, Delta, and many other Southwest, there's, you can buy the points and it's, it costs, it's not so cheap, but uh, it's worth it. Now, now the real question comes when you, um, as well as you can share points, in other words, if you're, if you're, if you're a spouse or or a friend, for that matter, that has, you need uh, 5,000 United miles, and to buy the miles from United is going to cost you $150. And by the way, they have promotions every now and then. That it's cheap, cheaper. You Sometimes sharing miles, someone has a few thousand, um, quote-unquote, orphaned miles sitting in their account that they're not going to use because it's only a few thousand, not enough to do anything with. They can share it, and it still costs money, but it's a lot of times cheaper than buying the miles. That's something else beer in mind what, I, what I'm just trying to say is that you you always have the option to top off your miles if you need a few thousand more it's not terribly expensive and it's worth it the question now is where does it where and when does it ever make sense to buy miles outright if you have zero miles and you want to book a ticket with miles does it ever make sense to buy miles? And the answer is yes. And sometimes there's, I'll just give you one example, okay? So you need a business class ticket one way from JFK to Hong Kong, and you'd like to go direct. And there's, I think, one airline that does it direct, which is Cathay Pacific. They're very expensive and they're very, they're a good airline. They're, they're sought after and everyone likes them and they're, they're top notch, okay? So uh, go online, try try to book a business class one-way ticket over there. It's probably three to $5,000. But you want to go business, and you're not looking to take a stop. And w- even if you stop, it's still going to cost you a couple thousand. So American miles, if you just buy the miles straight from American, the 70,000 miles, it can cost you anywhere from 1400 to $2,000, which is worth it. It's, it's a good deal. You're saving, you're saving 50% on your ticket. 
it's not shady. You're not doing anything against the rules. You're not buying miles from a mileage broker from uh, bartering or, or whatnot. You are buying miles from American Airlines and you're, it's, it's legit, 100% legit, and it's worth it. So in cases like that, there's more examples. Uh, you can buy Alaska Airline miles for a similar, they charge a little bit less. They charge 50,000 miles to go from New York to Hong Kong. And maybe their miles will sell you for a little more, a little less. But certainly when you're when you know the award you want and you know the cash value of it, and you know you're you're if push comes to shove, you're gonna spend the cash on it, you would and it's expensive, you wanna look into buying miles directly from the airline and it will still come out cheaper, even though you're paying full price on the miles. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's really just for business. There's very few cases where that would be the case for economy, right? So for economy, I would only say where you're, you're, you're it's like a British airline, you know, sometimes the British Airways short haul routes, like the four and a half thousand routes or the, or the seven and a half thousand mile routes, like you talked about in the last episode. So let's say you wanted to go London to, uh, Milan last minute and you wanted to go from London City or Heathrow, you did it, you, you were dead set against EasyJet and Ryanair. So tickets are 400 bucks online. You can buy those four and a half thousand British miles either from American Express at $25 times five, it's a hundred dollars, excuse me, it's $125 or from British for a little bit cheaper. That's a, that's a great value right there, you know? Yeah, so there's clearly some cases where that makes sense. Uh, so in my experience, there's also specific programs and routings too. So life miles, they often sell at a pretty good rate uh, relative to the value you can get for business class flights. So if you're frequently going from the East Coast to Western Europe and like Star Alliance, life miles are going to be a good thing to have in your miles and points war chest as well as um, – if you're into going for some more complicated roundings, taking advantage of open jaws, stopovers, and going to Asia, buying SPG points can be quite lucrative as well. And transferring to Japan Airlines or JAL and a couple other programs. Those are those are the, the two miles and points I've ever advised like family or clients to, to buy. I personally have bought SPG points. I actually haven't used them yet because I no longer needed to use the redemption I thought I was going to use it for. But, you know, having 80,000 SPG just ready to go to transfer so I can go round trip business class from the U.S. to other places in the world is pretty pretty lucrative, even if I'm paying a little more than two cents per point. Yeah, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. I, didn't, I forgot to mention SPG. And they have um, their full price is, I don't know, uh, $30 for a thousand miles. Make sense? Yeah, they, they normally charge like three cents per point, but they were doing like a sale and I think with a one mile at a time thing, it was like like 2.1 or 2.2. Right, so and I, that, I, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's a very good value. Even for hotel stays, you know, you'll have a hotel that's 12,000 points and it's $400. Like the Westin Maui, for example, you pay 2.5 cents per point for 12,500 miles, uh, 12, Twelve SVG, twelve thousand SVG. You're still getting it for three hundred dollars. It's still a good value. Yeah, for sure. 
So then there's um, what we call the, the mileage bartering or trading or the other sort of gray market, which if you just type into Google, buy miles or sell miles, you'll have a list of 10 or 20 advertisements and agencies that buy your miles or, or would sell you miles, which primarily what they're doing is they're like a broker. They There's tons of people out there that don't have immediate use for their miles or want to liquidate their miles for cash or they have a surplus of miles and they want to get cash for it. So they would sell it to a broker and the broker then would turn around and either book flights directly for clients with the, uh, business class um, with the miles or, or the broker would sell it on to, to like a miles travel agent who would book them, book the tickets. And if you're, if you're, if you're into that, if you're fine doing that, and there is some of course risks involved there, then you can get miles for a lot cheaper. However, like I said, there's there's risks. The, the miles could be – it has to be a reputable agency that's selling you the miles where they're not just, uh, let's say, stealing them or they or they're, or they have – there could be a lot of complications as well as the, – the most important thing is that it's, it's against the airline rules. And if the airline does look into it and does realize that there's selling going on here – then they would easily cancel the ticket and uh, you'd be out of a ticket. So if you're going to go down that route, you would want to get recommendations first from people that you trust that have dealt with this agency. And you just want to take the necessary steps to make sure you know what to say and what not to say. And you definitely never want to tell the airline that you paid for this because it's, say, an award ticket. You just want to get comfortable with the idea first before you jump in there. So you're a mileage travel agent. So what are some of the ways you take to mitigate these risks? So that's a very good question, uh, Zach. And I'll, I'll give you the general concept, although every program is specific. Um, there are some known airlines that cause more of an issue, like American Airlines or Alaska miles or British sometimes. And there are some safer programs like Delta or Southwest JetBlue, which is it's not really part of our conversation, but um, Virgin Atlantic or um, Air Aeroplan, Air Canada. There are some. So what I try to do, the best possible scenario is when I have a traveler that needs a ticket, and I'm going to book him with aeroplane miles. The best and safest thing to do is if I would create him or he already has an aeroplane account, which I would then transfer miles into his aeroplane account. So that's really, um, once it hits his aeroplane account, it's legit. It's his miles and uh, aeroplane does not need to know where, where it came from. And he's allowed to do whatever he wants with it. Um, the less best option, which is still okay most of the time, is to book it out of someone else's account that I purchased or I own or I created under someone else's name and book the tickets from there. Just it's important to know that it's officially his friend or his colleague or acquaintance 
or relative that booked him this ticket and he didn't pay for it. The most he could have paid for it is, is the taxes on it, but he, he did not pay for it and he has to know that he's traveling on an award ticket. So that's some of the precautions I take. I don't book things that are uh, known to be risky. And like I said, wherever possible, I create the traveler his own account or do it in a way that it's not as, you know, the, the least possible risk. So, yeah, it's, for a sense, I think there's a lot of people listening to this that might be like, oh, wow, like that might be lucrative, but it's not a risk I'm willing to take. So what are how often do you run into issues with with these tickets just for people to get a sense of these things? I'm sure you've booked thousands of tickets and I know you're the type of person that does business where whenever you've had an issue, I'm sure you've resolved it, bought the client a cash ticket, just as that being the cost of doing business. But how often do these things occur? To be honest, they, it's rare. It's very rare that, um, that I've had a real issue. Often, I'll, I'll need a call to make a change, and I'll just need to disguise myself as the traveler or the account holder of the miles. But um, it's very rare that I book a ticket and, and it gets canceled for fraud. And I, I, like I said, I stay away from the programs that are known to do that. Years and years ago when I first started, I was less cautious or less aware. And I, I one time had someone that was traveling on a simple Detroit, New York, British Airways, Avios ticket booked uh, on, American, on an American flight. It was, the ticket was canceled and he, I didn't realize that he didn't realize. And he found out at the airport. Which, which isn't terrible because the worst case is I'll have to rebook him on a cash ticket, which could be a few hundred bucks, but it's never going to be crazy like a business class last minute New York, Hong Kong. I'm also in the brokering business a little bit. I, I, I broker miles as well. In other words, I'll sell it off to another travel agent that's booking his ticket for his client. So the, the responsibility is not on me. But I've seen where they they had an issue where the ticket was canceled, and I just needed to go the, the, the go-between between, between uh, the account holder to try to send in documents or whatnot. And in some cases, it proved to uh, we proved to succeed in opening back up the account or reinstating the ticket. In some cases, not. But that really wasn't my headache. I was just the go the go-between, uh, being that I was the broker. I I don't recall really too many other stories that that have had a real issue. No, that's good to hear. That's good yeah. to hear. Yeah. I mean, just, just for people to get a sense that, you know, if you're dealing with a reputable agent like Jason, you know, there's just a, the risk is very, very, very low. And even if you could quantify it as like something like 0.5%, 0.2%, I think it's a clear risk versus reward scenario where, yeah, maybe one out of every 1,000 flights, there's this added stress and the travel agent is on the hook for you know, a few hundred dollars, a few thousand dollars the last minute. But overall, it still makes sense both as a consumer and as a, as a business. And to, to be honest, Zach, the, even if you're booking your, your own tickets online or if you're booking with another travel agent, just a you know, traditional travel agent, there could be there – there's always that – one percent or less chance that something's going to go wrong. Either the ticket was never issued properly, 
or it was it was the wrong date or the wrong destination or the wrong um, just misspelled the name by a couple letters or things like that or there was a schedule change and the tra- there was a misconnect to relay the to relay that information for example I had a traveler who was traveling on a Delta slash Virgin Australia ticket from JFK to Sydney and I let's say booked this ticket in November for travel in December and at some point in between then Virgin the LAX to Sydney flight the connecting flight was taken out of schedule and airlines do that once in a while they just they make a schedule let's say for the next year so they make a schedule that three times a week, Virgin's going to have a flight leaving LAX to Sydney at 11 p.m. And then they'll wake up six months later and tweak the schedule and take out or add a few flights or change the schedule by a couple hours. What happened in this case was there was a schedule change and they, Virgin took that flight out of schedule, but they didn't notify me for whatever reason. And of course, I did not notify my travelers and they rocked up at the airport to travel, but they learned that their ticket was pushed off to the next day. So it was it it created a, a problem which turned out to be okay in the end of the day. They they spent extra day in New York and they and Delta gave them a couple hundred dollars in vouchers. At the end of the day, it wasn't terrible, but it was a bump that could have happened regardless. This this happened to be a, a regular uh, revenue cash non miles ticket. So mistakes or bumps could happen either way. And I I feel like if you're booking with miles safely. I don't feel like it's more of a risk than anything else going wrong with your travel, like I mentioned. Bold statement. I'm, I'm very comfortable saying that the additional risk when working with a reputable person is so small that it's so clearly worth it. But again, you know this business better than myself. Uh, and I, I would recommend to people, you know, at minimum, even if you're, this doesn't sound like something you're comfortable with, at least getting into looking at the different miles of sales. Like the the main blog that I follow on a regular basis is one mile at a time for these things. The points guy has some stuff too. The other miles blogs have good information on this. But, you know, for example, today, post in the last few hours, today being Tuesday, February 13th, I believe. Yes. Ben posted on one mile at a time that there's a 125% bonus on life miles. This is one of the programs I recommended at the the beginning for it being a nice staple if you're going from the East Coast to Western Europe or vice versa on a regular basis. But if you are comfortable with what Jason is talking about and you know you trust him, you trust me that it's it's worth doing, I think, you know, no matter who it is, starting that relationship with a reputable mileage broker, I think, especially if you like to travel in business or first and you're traveling on a regular basis and maybe you don't you're not the type of person like me that wants to get four or five credit cards every ninety days think it could be something worth worth looking into with you know maximally a very small risk if you're doing it right fair enough zach um thank you there's <laughs> a lot of some, sometimes people have the miles or they have other miles and they don't realize i was just chatting with a with sort of a friend last night and he's asking me for two hundred and thirty thousand american miles and i didn't finish up with him but it turns out that he has some Chase or some Amex miles, um, which might be able to get him the same flights on a different program, like on British or or Alaska, whatever whatever the, the, the miles would transfer to, British probably, it might be able to get him those same flights for a little bit higher miles or a little bit more fees, but 
it's his own miles and there's zero risk there. So it just it's important if someone's traveling a lot and that you do have some miles or you, you're interested in starting to collect miles on a serious level, just chat with someone that knows a little more that can sort of guide you and help you out with, I would say, maybe using your own miles. Okay. Well, I think that's a good note to end on. Jason, thanks so much for your time today and have a great rest of your day. Absolutely, Zach. Take care. Thanks, Zach. Today's show was made possible by EasyPoint. Personalized miles and points consulting for you and your business all at easypoint.me.